Personally, I need Easter. I look forward to Easter every year because to start with, it helps me in the remembering of the toughest times in my life. For example, the time when I was really sick on and off for an entire year while living in Mexico. At one point, my stomach was a mess and I was very shaky physically when a coworker and I had to walk several miles into the jungle to visit a physically isolated refugee camp. Slowly, Dan and I crisscrossed up the mountain under large trees that dwarfed us, and I couldn't figure out why. Each step was tougher than the next. Um, I was sweating profusely. I ended up sweating out a new pair of Levi's jeans all the way through. They were entirely drenched with my sweat, and my energy was just zapped. We finally arrived at the refugee camp, and apparently the medicine that I was on was not working well because I was going back and forth between laughing hysterically at the tiniest little thing and then swinging down into being very depressed, all just like a roller coaster. And two days passed. They felt like two weeks. And then Dan and I climbed back down the mountain, and he brought me to a doctor who ran some tests, went back to our crowded office home where I got the doctor's call saying I had typhoid fever. Actually, I had Tifi salmonella, which is a combination of typhoid and salmonella, which is highly resistant to antibiotics in that region. So on good days, I felt like I had a knife slightly twisting in my gut. And I spent the next week mostly in bed, sweating out my sheets at night. I was literally too weak to open a can of Coke, and I struggled to go to the bathroom. And I had the blues. I was down, and I was a sad little puppy. The doctor ordered that I take at least 10 more days of bed rest, but unfortunately, I couldn't because nobody in the group was available to stay behind with me because we were all scheduled to go off on a work trip together. So I decided that I would go with the group, and we took our 12-hour, two-public bus travel day from Comitán, Mexico, to Guatemala City. It was normally a physically tough trip if you were feeling well, and it was really tough on me. And uh, upon arrival, I bunked up in our crowded group house where I was very grouchy and felt intense loneliness, painful loneliness. And self-pity was growing as an unpleasant presence in my life. In body and spirit, I was broken down. We can all benefit from Easter because together we can remember those times of brokenness in our own lives. And I know that I do not have to make a list for you because you know what you yourselves have been through. You know how you or your loved ones or your neighbors have suffered at different times to even feeling like a part of you has died. 
Recently, I read about a woman whose world was shattered in a way that she always feared would happen, interestingly. After 12 years of work at a prominent magazine, Dominique Brown went in on a Monday to her modern, attractive Manhattan office, and she was shocked when they delivered the news that she and a group of others were being laid off. They had one week, they, had a lo- they had, were being the, given the generosity of one week to pack all their things and get out of the office. The security guards would be there on Friday to take possession of the computers. In the beginning of her time of unemployment, Dominique told her friends that she was okay. These things happened. It had been a good run at the magazine. They'd done a lot of successful things on her team. But inside, she herself was in a tailspin. She realized over, it was over 35 years, 35 straight years that she had consistently held a job. And now, without one, she felt disoriented and dizzy. She realized now that work had become the scaffolding in her life. It held up a basic floor for her moods, and now that structure was gone. Before her crisis, as she lived her life, connecting with nature or getting out and seeing good art in New York or reading good books had always been essential elements of what sustained her spirit. Now, just thinking about those activities exhausted her. She felt like a failure with intense self-doubt, and she got in the habit of putting a pile of peanut butter on a plate in the middle of the day, grabbing half a bottle of wine, going upstairs to her bed to eat and drink, and then take a long nap. She knew that her eating and sleeping patterns were not helping the situation. At restaurants, she had to consciously pay attention to stop herself from eating 12 breadsticks at a time. With stories like this, we know how tough life can be. And so it is that we give thanks that even folks who don't believe in the physical resurrection of Jesus can find an Easter faith. Like Forest Church taught, we can all find a power in the saving gift of Jesus' love, transcending the power of death. This kind of universal love is available to all of us here today as much as it was to his followers so very long ago. Easter teaches that the love, the love that each of us here in this room have given and received transcends brokenness and heals. The love that you and you and you have given and received in the living of your lives transcends brokenness and heals. Now, this is very important to the group I'm speaking to, what I'm about to say. You can think about it as Jesus or universal love or the miracle of life or God or the resiliency of the human spirit or Mother Gaia or Buddha nature or the spirit of life or nothing that we are capable of naming at all. 
It does not matter. Don't get hung up on the language because you'll miss being mindful of the blessings and the healing available to you in your life. If you are awake to the realities of this existence, you can claim the good news. I'm telling you, universal love transcends despair and helps us to heal and rise again with love. To my knowledge, throughout Dominique Brown's efforts to navigate her challenges, she never thought about Jesus or Easter. However, she did embrace her brokenness as an opportunity to reconnect with the miracles of life. And in this, she found healing. She had a lovely home, which she called her forever home. It was the perfect magazine home. She's always intended to retire there, live out her days in that place with her children and grandchildren. But in her unemployment, she realized that she couldn't handle the stress of the mortgage. She didn't want to deal with those property taxes. So she sold the house and bought a much simpler home in a less expensive area. And once Dominique started to accept her context in the new situation that she found herself and to embrace the choices that she had at her disposal in the shape of her new life, she started to find a way to be mindful towards life again. She was able to start paying attention again to her garden, where she examined the thick, furry spools of unwinding ferns, the gnarling purple fingers of the peonies clawing out from under the damp, fragrant earth, which she could smell, and that smell touched her soul. Yes, nature was healing to Dominique, but if you had to pinpoint it, if you had to really say, it was Bach who saved her life. Bach saved her life. One night she was in a major existential panic in her bedroom, could not sleep, felt the world was going to end, and somehow something moved her down to the piano where she pulled out an old volume of music off the shelf. It was J.S. Bach's Goldberg Variations. She picked her way through that first area, which was quiet and dignified with a spare quality. But the music did not help her sleep. If anything, she was now more wonderfully awake than she had been in a long time. As she lost herself, in those lines of Bach, anxieties were no longer pounding in her brain and in her body. Unexpectedly, she felt a peace suffuse her bones. There was a real, tangible peace that came into the core of her being. And she got into that harmony of Bach, who became her nightly visitor. She, drew, she grew deeply connected to him 
and his resilience through tragedy, his rigorous discipline, and his bedrock belief in a force greater than anything human. Strolling through gardens and beaches, playing the piano, Dominique says now she has found the hidden balm which was available to her all along. She has opened her heart to new friends and settling into her new neighborhood. She has found room in her life again for love of the world. She has found room in her life again for a love of the world. And who doesn't long for that? When we look around, we can see Easter stories almost everywhere. Through our brokenness, we can reconnect with the miracles of life and rise again with hope, love, and courage. We are experiencing the beginning of this kind of healing in our beloved Philadelphia as we witness a transition away, hopefully, from the aggressive, violent flash mobs. Our hearts have been broken to see our youth of our city congregating in places to be disruptive, disrespectful, and in some cases violent. And there is a, I want people to get involved in this, by the way. I'm going to get involved in the positive countercurrent of flash mobs around the world. This is a peaceful artistic movement, and people in Philly are doing peaceful artistic flash mobs now, which bring, uh, you show up at a public place for 10 or 15 minutes to engage together in something of curiosity or beauty, or laughter, touch somebody's heart, and leave the place peacefully. We are witnessing the living out of Easter faith in our city with groups like Every Murder is Real, where people in our congregation and people we are developing partnerships have been working to help people who have lost loved ones to the violence and are creating opportunities for people to talk and sit and listen to one another and reclaim their humanity, heal, do arts projects, to listen to their souls and create something of beauty, living a life that had something terrible stamped in it. We are experiencing Easter faith in our nation as we are transitioning away from being the richest country in the history of the world where tens of millions of people were left out of health insurance, told they didn't get medical care when they were ill, and fortunately becoming the nation we can be with more fairness, justice, and common sense with health care legislation that says we will uphold the human right for everyone to get medical care. we open our eyes and our hearts, we can witness Easter faith in so many places. At a church where I served previously, I was in the office one day talking with one of the volunteers, Jerry Morton, and Jerry gave me an article she had saved out of Ski Magazine. Later that week, I was at home and I pulled it out of my bag, and I read about how 
Jimmy Wega, had won a bronze medal in the Olympic slalom skiing at Innsbruck in 1964. And I bring this up because about a month and a half ago, Jimmy died of, at the age of 66, of multiple sclerosis. He was diagnosed with it in 1970. And Jimmy, at that time, ignored his doctor's advice to have no physical activity. He attacked his disease through pain, but he, in the beginning, got back on his bike, his sailboat, and his skis. In 1984, he founded the Wega Center, a nonprofit medical and educational center which promotes the benefits of exercise and nutrition for people with chronic conditions such as MS. They raised tens of millions of dollars and helped thousands of people. Physically, things did get progressively worse for Jimmy in the last five or eight years of his life. He was mostly in the wheelchair, which he said he hated. He hated that wheelchair. But he also said he had to work every day to get off of focusing on that and to focus on what he could do. He still did a little exercise every day, went to Colorado University football games, spent time with his children. When I was originally reading the article, I realized that Jerry Morton had passed me an Easter story, and this was extra special because, in my opinion, Jerry herself is a living Easter story. Jerry now is in her 60s, and about 12 years ago, she married Greg. Jerry and Greg are salt of the earth, very kind people, both in their second marriage with two grown children. So now they have a, a nice little six-pack of a group. But one year after their marriage, Jerry herself was diagnosed with MS. And she is a living example of contagious enthusiasm and spiritual strength. One day she was volunteering in the church and she fell down and hurt herself. And a couple of us helped her up, and we're seeing what she needed. And she said, you guys, don't worry about me. I'm used to falling. It's not going to stop me from connecting and doing what I want to do. So don't worry. I'm used to falling. I'm still going to be a part of the church and my neighborhood and my family. See, personally, I need Easter because of stories like that. I need to be a part of the group celebrating how we can heal through our brokenness. Throughout my typhoid fever, I found healing through good medical attention, which I was blessed to have healthcare and doctors, but also through long conversations with my friends, just not doing anything, just sitting and being together, going to the movies, playing pick up basketball with, in refugee camps with no nets and nobody knows anything about the rules of the game, just running around chasing the ball like a bunch of nuts, laughing, having fun, eating tacos al pastor and eating chicken with mole sauce. I found healing through my brokenness, a power beyond something I myself could do. We come together today to imagine a world where we can hold up 
laugh and cry about, and on certain days hold on to dear life for our Easter stories. Let us imagine a world where we can align our bodies, minds, and souls through the healing of our brokenness. Let's imagine a world where we align our body, minds, and souls for a healing through our brokenness of self-righteousness. I am so much smarter and better than everybody I work with, and why do I have to put up with all these people every day? That is a form of brokenness, which could benefit for some, from some healing. Let's come together to imagine a world where we can align our body, minds, and souls to heal through a brokenness of our preoccupation with having been wronged. If you only knew how wrong the world has treated me, how much lack of fairness I have put up with, how many people are disrespectful to me from the time I was a child, that is a form of brokenness that can benefit from some healing. We come to align our body, minds, and souls to heal through our brokenness of holding other people in our debt. I can't believe how much more I do than you, and you don't even thank me enough, let alone try and get us back into an even balance where you're doing what you should do around here. That's a form of brokenness. And you can heal through an Easter faith. As we go through our troubles, let us find a way to smile with humility. Truly smile with the joy coming out of your heart. Let us reconcile ourselves to a renewed sense of humanity. We are members of the human family. That is so healing. Let us never give up on our connections to the miracles of life. The miracles of life will never go out on us. Blessings be. Amen.